Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of the That Sounds Fun podcast, particularly welcome to our Christmas party. I hope you were surprised this week when we dropped you that extra episode about Hallmark Christmas movies with Alicia Witt, amazing, the star of my very favorite Hallmark Christmas movie ever, A Very Merry Mix-Up. So it was super fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Singing to us in the background is John McLaughlin. He is our Christmas music at this Christmas party. He will actually be on the show next week, which is really going to be fun. His new Christmas album is called Red and Green. Make sure you grab that if you haven't already. I'm loving listening to it as the season goes on. You know that I have two main big life goals for my podcast. I want you to love the Enneagram and I want you to love international soccer. And today we are going after that Enneagram love again. My friend Seth Abram, not only is he dear to me and incredibly smart in life and kind and wise and just an all around good dude, he is also an expert on Enneagram stuff. So I called him a couple of weeks ago and I said, Seth, come on the show and tell us how do we give Christmas gifts to our friends based on their Enneagram number? And y'all, he he's amazing. He did such good information. You're going to love this. So Seth and I are going to go through all nine Enneagram types and go through what you should be giving them for Christmas. So if you don't know your Enneagram type, Seth's going to tell you how to figure that out too. I think you're going to love this episode. So here is my Christmassy conversation with my buddy, Seth Abram. Okay, for real, Start with that you walked in here and did a power stance. <laughs> Please explain to our friends why you walked in here and did a power stance. Yeah, so there's this lady uh, who's a psychologist named Amy Cuddy. Uh, she did a TED Talk, and it's on – she talks about how doing a power pose is a beneficial thing for you, like right before you go into, I don't know, a job interview or or a podcast if you've never done one. Uh, <gasps> never done one? I'm your first ever so. podcast? <gasps> yeah. Oh, I mean, I've listened to Seth. No, Jenny, no, no. But... <laughs> that doesn't count. This is the first time you've ever been interviewed on a it, podcast? It is. The yeah. world has not known what I know, that they need to hear you. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, keep going. Power uh, stance. Yeah, so physically putting your body in a stance like a strong power pose informs your brain to think that I'm powerful. I was just reading this thing that she says that when you pretend to be powerful, you are more likely to actually feel powerful. So this works with smiling, holding a smile. Uh, I was, we were just talking about how um, I think even, you know, I, I've led worship for a lot of years, and I think even, like, lifting your hands when you don't feel the desire to do so yeah. actually informs your mind that, it, it, you know, it gives you these these desires. It, it's I think it's pretty crazy, but science is proving this stuff now. Right. <laughs> so before you walked in here, you did, like, stretch Armstrong yeah, kind I of pose. Just, Busting out my chest, you know, acting like I'm bigger than I am, you know, just <laughs> just to be ready for the That Sounds Fun podcast. Yeah, yeah. I feel very honored that you felt the need to power stance <laughs> for your first ever podcast. How have you never been on a podcast? You're a musician. You're a you're like a guy in Nashville who knows a lot of stuff. Oh, the world doesn't know. I think I just like to sit behind the scenes. You know? Do you? Yeah, I might I might know stuff, but I don't want people to know how much I know. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, now they're going to know. Yeah, Here's yeah. the problem. I'm exposing you to the world. Yes. Uh, for starters, let's talk about why we're friends, because I only have my friends on the podcast. Yeah. We're friends because, in my mind, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, Josh Donahue, our mutual friend, about a year and a half ago, we were in the same book club like two times. Yeah. <laughs> two times. Right? That's right. I mean, we barely book clubbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you and that's... I were in the same book club because of Josh. Yeah. I'd, I'd known of you. We've got plenty of mutual friends, but right. I think that's like the initial... That's the initial Beginning. meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just taken off from there. 
It has. It has. <laughs> it really has. It's just been a fall. We've had a great fall. A lot of run-ins in multiple states. Yeah. We were in Michigan together. We've been in Tennessee together. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two states, I think. No, Indi- no, we weren't in Indiana together because you weren't there when I was there. No, I wasn't. I mean, maybe technically we were inside the state lines at the same time. Yeah. When I got dropped off at the airport and you were just going back to South Bend. Right. But do we count that? <laughs> I mean, there's a chance, you know, ho- however old you are, uh, that we've both been in the same state without knowing it. There's always that chance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to, like, <laughs> technically count the states. So we're <laughs> right. going to, for sure, we're going to say two and a half. Okay, we're going to give Indiana the benefit of the doubt. That's good. But barely. Because <laughs> we went to the same church. We just went on two different days. There you go. Yeah, that's right. But mainly we were friends in Michigan and Tennessee. Yep. Um, how long have you lived in Tennessee? Um, let's see. My wife and I moved here six years ago in May. Okay. So a little May while. Of, so six and a half years about yeah. ish. Yeah. Wow. What's the biggest change you've seen here? Oh, man. The biggest change. I mean, you know, these massive buildings, if you don't explore that part of the town in a month, you'll see this massive structure now that wasn't there previously. Right. Right. That's happening all over the place, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Including tall, skinny houses that are so oh, yeah. ugly. <laughs> don't you think? I just don't like. Uh, you're allowed to I don't know. feel different. I don't know if I have opinions about the tall, skinny houses. I'm, I probably do. This is what we'll get at later. You know, <laughs> about the nine. But <laughs> okay, yeah. So next topic. Yeah. Let's talk about why you love the Enneagram. Don't even talk about what you know. Tell me why you love the Enneagram. Sure. Why I love the Enneagram? Um, because it's given me a, I guess, language for like naming things inside myself that I've never been able to put mm. to work to words. You know, mm-hmm. so that I can, you know, make sense of why I do what I do. Yeah. And, and also that helps me not do the stuff I don't want to do. Right. Know? Right. So. When did you get exposed to Enneagram? When did all of this start for you? Um, let's see. So the two guys that, um, the start of the church that I, that I'm on staff at, um, they kind of brought it over from the, the culture of the church they were at previously. Mm. Um, and I don't think I really got into it. Which we can talk about Church of the City. Yeah. My people love, I love Church of the City. Yeah. So you work there. Yes. You're on staff there as a worship leader for yep. Church of the City East. This is true. Okay. Yeah. So keep going. So Darren and yep. who's Darren the other? And, and Jake, Jake Smith. Jake. Okay. Yeah. So they, they had talked about it, um, in the beginning and I kind of didn't really get into it at all. I don't think it made sense or it looked weird or whatever, you know, most people's first yeah, tell impression me what you of thought. the thing. Yeah. I just think it, I don't know. I've never really got done personality stuff before, so I just wasn't interested. Okay. But I don't exactly know how, but I found myself at like this two-day conference, um, you know, Suzanne Stabile and Ian Cron. Mm-hmm. And day two, I just remember sitting in the middle of the room thinking, I'm going to do something with this the rest of my life. No way. Okay. What year was that? This coming February would be two years. Okay. Two years ago. And you just thought, you just felt it in your bones. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Seth. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just naming something so deeply yeah. inside of me and inside mm-hmm. my friends. And, and you know, my, my desire to understand has always been so great. And this mm-hmm. is a, a tool for that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it just gave you this real handles for yeah. your life. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, since then, I haven't really stopped most days reading something about it or listening to something or, you know, I mean, it's only been just Right, which is why, like, everyone needs to follow you on Instagram because you tell (laughs) us exactly what to read and know about Enneagram. (laughs) You posted something one day about spiders. Was that it? Like, how the nine types feel about spiders? Yes. And it was brilliant. (laughs) I thought it was so hysterical because I was like, yeah, that's seven. Spiders are, spiders make silk and silk is awesome. Spiders are awesome. (laughs) Right? Wasn't that it? Spiders make webs. Something like that. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's the funny thing is, you know, that speaks to the stereotype. But, yeah. But there's something somewhat, somewhat true about that. Still, right. You know, which is why it's funny. Right. <laughs> and the why stereotypes exist because there is truth behind them to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Of my friend group, you know this, you are the expert. I mean, you're the voice that I think is growing more and more in this world of Enneagram because you're a normal person like us in our age bracket who knows more than everybody else. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I've just, you know, you throw yourself at anything with long enough amount of time and you be, you, you start knowing more things about it than other people and then people start recognizing it. And when it comes to something like the Enneagram that, you know, everybody wants to be known. Yeah. So people randomly reach out to me now to talk about it, which it is so get, weird. It may get uh, worse now or better, <laughs> whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Because my friends who are listening are going to go, this guy, I want to hear what he has to say. So sorry. And you're welcome. That's no, great. It's great. Um, so someone out there listening is going like, where do I even start? Like, mm. how do I even like figure out what my number is without asking someone? Because we aren't supposed to. When someone asks <clears> you <throat> what their type is, you're supposed to say, I can't tell you. That. Yes, it's it's bad form to it's type bad. someone. Yes, and <laughs> I have had two times that someone begged me to type them and they got mad at me both times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes a lot of the time there is specific behavior for each of the, the nine types, but... Behavior really doesn't mean anything because you can have any behavior because that's often just informed by your environment, what you need to do and become, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is about the motivation behind the behavior. So you employ whatever behavior you need to to get what you want. So, Oh, quote that. You employ whatever behavior you need to to get what you want. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of true in Enneagram and outside of Enneagram, isn't it? Yeah. That's just the world. Yeah. So where should they start? One of my favorite sources is definitely the EnneagramInstitute.com. They've got a smartphone app called Ready. R H E T I full. Uh, I think it, it costs. They, they've got two different versions of it. One that's a more lengthy test that costs, um, but it's probably the most in-depth thing. Um, and you know, most people say that the tests are like sixty to seventy percent accurate. It's super easy to read yourself into that stuff. But I'd say start there. A friend of mine who's a he's just a, a Enneagram ninja. Uh, he he says the tests are a newer thing, and the way that you figure out your type in the past was read a book with really great descriptions and the one that made you want to throw the book across the room is yeah. is the one that you probably are you know because yeah, it's it's right. naming these dark things you don't want to that's be true right. you know that's right that's yeah. exactly right the things that you I, I have often people say when i realized my type and i read about it i hated it mm. you go then you probably got it yeah probably got it just right yeah that's how with my stuff i mean you and i have talked about this in our real lives but the hard parts about being a seven are really painful for me to talk about because mm. i hate talking about pain but right the hard parts about being a seven are really hard. Yeah. Because I'm I'm ashamed of them and embarrassed of them and embarrassed that you, not just you, Seth, but you, the world, but you, Seth, as my friend, <laughs> can look at me and go like, oh, she's operating out of pain or she's operating out of. Right. I can tell right now Annie's not being her best Annie. I wonder why. Right. Right. Because you know what a seven does when a seven acts like a Yahoo. Right. And that's the that's the unfortunate power of the Enneagram, too, is when you know more information about types and, and what people can tend to do. That's the easiest thing in the world to just, you know, throw that in their face. But mm-hmm. the whole point of this. You don't do this, that to me, by the way. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole point of this is for compassion. Mm. You know, that's the only way we change is being compassionate about ourselves and the other people around us. Mm-hmm. So it's transformation, you know, through compassion. Yeah. Transformation through compassion. I think you you are a nine. Yes. Is that how everyone feels about Enneagram, or is that how you about, feel as a nine about Enneagram? That uh, it's compassion that, uh, that it's I meant mean, to be a, a tool of compassion. That word is is commonly used by a lot of teachers. I okay. think. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of one of the 
the basis points of even just like meditation, you know, like you notice your thoughts as they come and you don't judge them. You notice them, you befriend them, and then you allow them to fall away. You know, mm-hmm. like that's that's the the point of, of transformation. You can't if you're judging yourself, you're keeping yourself in what you're what you don't want to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. All right, Seth, that's going deep already, brother. We are we are wasting time. I like it. So here was what I wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. Because this is a Christmas party. Yeah. But I get it. I didn't bring my hat. <laughs> my Santa hat. Which, P.S., the world doesn't even know. The church staff this week, Church of the City, dressed up. <laughs> yeah. You looked hilarious. Where, what What was on your turtleneck? Oh, it was, oh, I don't even Bells? know. Like little trees and bells and you know Christmassy things yeah and then you had on a statement necklace did that belong to your wife is that Sarah's necklace yeah so when we first moved to town she uh, opened up the women's accessory store called Charming Charlie at the Green Hills Mall yeah 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 so you know when you work there I think it's like you have to wear eight accessories while you're on the floor (gasps) oh so she just would have ever known now every time I go into Charming Charlie I'm gonna count you have to have eight (laughs) I I don't know if it's eight exactly but something like wow that's a lot of things to wear yeah 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 yeah, so that was, I think, one of the things that she got during those. And you thought, when you were getting ready for the Christmas party, you thought that what's missing here <laughs> is a statement necklace? I think I've come to realize I'm somewhat good at looking strange. <laughs> Just looking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so you go, like, all in when you're given the chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, it feels like I'm acting. Like, so it's easier to do that kind of thing, you know? Yes. It's not the real me. Here, here you go. You know? Yeah, for sure. I don't think the way, I mean, your whole staff, that Christmas party, it looked genuinely the most fun. Oh, it is. I mean, it really was. It's, is th- it that's... planned by McCarney? Is it a seven, <laughs> is a seven planet? No, you would think so. But, but it's Darren and his wife and uh, Darren's, it's, it's just really great. They, they've always been so amazing to the staff yeah. when it comes to parties and celebrating us. And just that's what amazing. They give. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really amazing. We're going to have him on the podcast soon. I'm excited. Mm. Um, and we've already had McClarney. Have you listened to the McClarney episode? I have. He's you guys are amazing. so funny. <laughs> I mean, really, he and our, our friend in South Bend, Michael Yoder. Oh, yeah. Him and Michael Yoder and I, I'm like, there was a point when we were all related. I don't know <laughs> where it was, but the three of us are cut from the same cloth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you talked so about funny. like being like long lost brothers. Yes. Sister, brother and sister, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, how it feels. Yeah. I mean, he, Chris McCartney's so silly. Mm. I just think the world of him. He's a good dude. Um, okay, so at our Christmas party, here's what I wanted. When I called you, I, this is what I needed from you. I want you to help us find out Christmas gifts to give to people if we know they're Enneagram type. Now, I don't know all my friends' Enneagram types, but I have, you and I have talked about this. I do have a list on my phone with all my friends and what their type is, just right. so I can try to remember <laughs> and be helpful because it really does help. It puts language to some things and helps me understand, totally. helps us understand each other. Yep. So I do know what a lot of my friends are. A lot of people probably don't know what all their friends are or any of their friends are. But when they hear us describe them, they maybe go, oh, I wonder if my friend's a three. I bet they would like fill in the blank. Right. So yep. do you want to first, how do you want to first do it? You want to first go kind of go one through nine and just give us like a sentence about each of them so we can kind of wrap our minds around them? Yeah. What's uh, in your heart? So I'm, I thought about this on the way here. You know, we Thank could you. do the, <laughs> we could go around the horn twice and do, the idea that I had was to sort of first give to the commonly understood, yeah. you know, description of the type and then go a little bit deeper and give to yeah, yeah, yeah. how you can help the type move towards health. Yes. Um, but maybe we do a mixture of both those at the same time. Oh, okay. So we don't go around the horn twice, you know? Sure. That might. At my work, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, listen, you're the boss here. I'm just I'm showing up at your Christmas party currently. Yeah. I so, think they'll both inform each other too. So okay. doing it together might okay. work well. What number do we start with? 
Oh, do you? Because everybody doesn't always start with ones, right? Yeah, a lot of people start with the eight, nine, and one just yeah. because that's the 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 gut triad, or you know, yeah. starting with that that succinct space. But I think I think we start with the one. Okay, you know, Suzanne Stabile has a whole thing about if or Ian Cron, one of them has a thing that if you start. If you don't start with eights, they won't pay attention. Oh, yeah. And if you don't end with sevens, they won't stick around. <laughs> I think that's pretty brilliant. Yeah. But, I think that can definitely be true. But yeah. luckily, my friends who are listening, they're here. They're on right. their treadmill. They're washing their dishes. They're on a run. They aren't going anywhere if we start with one. Cool. So, okay, so let's start with one. How do you label them? What's the thing you call them? Perfectionist? Yeah. Yeah, the, the common uh, name for them is the perfectionist or the reformer. Um, yeah. But a, a lot of my friends that are ones don't really like that name, the perfectionist, oh. it doesn't feel as true for them. Um, okay. it, I think it's really more so about, you know, there's a level, a standard to which I can live to and mm-hmm. do everything about my life. I can live mm-hmm. to there, you know, and it's sort of like that's my responsibility and that's my responsibility to help the world do. Sure. So, you know, they can tend to perfect things and hang out somewhere too long, longer than a, a, somebody else would. But that's more so, I think, an unhealthier space for them. Okay. But yeah, I mean, their gift is just, you know, seeing things for what the highest potential that it could be in yeah. making that happen. Yeah, maximizers yeah. if you're working in strength finder language, yeah. Yeah. So our mutual friend Maggie, you know, mm-hmm. she works at your church. She yep. works for me. We send her on scavenger hunts all the time, every episode at some point. So the beautiful thing is everything you bring up, whether it's topical or direct, mm. she will find a link for people. So <laughs> if you have a direct idea for a gift or if you have a category for a gift, she will help. So everybody listening, if you want to find one of these topics or ideas that Seth mentions, just go to the website, go to the show notes, and we'll have all that for you. Cool. So, okay, so one. So what should we get them for Christmas? What's Or do you want to talk deeper about them, and then we'll go to what we should get them for Christmas? Uh, so I think I think it'd be cool to do, like, you know, just the, the initial gift, like giving to their typeness, like okay. what they would need or want. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Oh, this is going to so, help me so much. This is such a selfish podcast. I'm, like, <laughs> dying about this. I can't wait. Because we did do some pre-talking, but I don't know what you're going to say here. Sure. Which is very exciting for yeah. me. Yeah, and then and then when we talk about the little bit of a deeper dive, then it becomes not so much about the gift, I think, because then you can more give to the context of who who is in front of you, who yeah. you actually know. Yeah. And th- so then it's about um uh you know the approach and the you know how you give the gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's sort of the deeper dive that we'll get All to. All right, let's but, do it. Okay, yeah. help me one. So you know the common understanding of the one as as the perfectionist. Or the person that has a standard for maybe how their house looks. I mean, I got my wife, who's a one, a vacuum. And, and she, she loves it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, one of the ways that the one manifests for my wife is that she is improving rooms in our house all the time. So, I mean, for that, okay. for her, it could be about getting a Home Depot card where yeah. she can, gift card, where she can go and get stuff to keep doing that, you know? Yes. But... Do you know, I sent her a link the other day and I said, because your wife and I are newer friends, and I said, I think this is something we would enjoy doing together. And it was like a craft fair, like a yeah. like a home home decor fair. And she was like, you nailed it. Absolutely. <laughs> but I wasn't even thinking like a one. I was just thinking, I bet Sarah really likes this stuff. But if she's constantly improving rooms in her home, yeah. and y'all's home, y'all don't live separately. If she's constantly improving rooms in her home, of course she likes home decor kind of things. Yeah. So my wife is, you know, just has the ability to see how, how amazing things can become. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I felt like I should tell you this story. Uh, Good, we were putting up our Christmas tree. Donna, who was there helping. Yes. And uh, we, I think he asked, how do we know if it's straight? And my wife says, it's okay. My eyes are levels. Oh, oh my gosh. And I just, my mouth dropped. <laughs> like, there's not a better statement That's a right. one could make. That's such a one. That's it. Yeah. 
I, I, I will see whether I, it's straight. Yeah, I wrote that down. So oh, fast. I would have too. <laughs> My eyes are levels. Man, I'm going to remember that in friendship with her. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm looking and deciding mm-hmm. if this is level or not. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, then I think you could get ones, anything that's about fixing themselves in the world. So, like gifts related to self improvement or gym memberships or cooking classes or any class, you know, to, oh, okay. to keep advancing yeah, what yeah, they yeah. are, who they okay. are, what's important. So, something we know they love. Giving them something that helps them continue to grow in that or yeah. be better in that, improve yeah. their skills. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. a great. Yeah. And you, when we talked earlier, one of the things you did say was giving them something that takes, they're working so hard on things, giving them something that eases up yeah. some of that work. Because yeah. my inclination would have been, here. oh, yeah, yeah, you're going there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go there. Go yeah, there. Yeah. So uh, one thing that people might not know about a one is that. They often feel like they can't really do the things they want to do until after all of what should be done uh, and needs taken care of first is finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So giving to this um, kind of, you know, obviously will look a little bit different for the version of the one in your life. But um, the gift here, like you were just saying, could be about helping relieve what feels like a lot of weight of responsibility Mm -hmm. from off of their shoulders. Mm -hmm. So, again, my wife, the house being clean is really important to her before she feels like she can relax. Mm -hmm. So... I can give a practical gift because I know my wife, but right. like a maid service once a month so that she comes home knowing she doesn't have to stress about that, you know, because yeah. this is like her soul's cluttered when, when the house is cluttered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and then a maid service is like a professional level. There's a standard here, too, right. even though maybe it doesn't measure up to actually her standard still. But yeah, <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so that's a that's one way, one way to give, I think, or have the approach to giving yeah. to a one and relieving this this weight and this pressure of responsibility from off their shoulders, I think. Yes. Okay. So figuring out what in their life feels heavy to them. Maybe it's yeah. dealing with their car. Like when I'm thinking about men too, like what comes to your mind for male ones? Because female ones, clean house, clean car. Sure. Clean, yeah, that kind of. But so for a male one, would it be, what would it be? What comes to your mind? I mean, it's just about anything in their life that's important uh-huh. that they that they want to make as, as good as possible. Uh-huh. Uh, Richard Rohr, who's a one, he says, when the world's going to hell, I go clean my bathroom. Okay. Okay. So still in that same Yeah, the thing that you phase. you know yeah. you can perfect that makes you feel better. The thing that's that important to you to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is your favorite thing about ones existing? Oh, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, you married one, so you think highly of them. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my wife is such a strong amazing woman, but yeah. uh, I think for me it's about kind of inviting us to be as as amazing as, as we can be kind yeah. of like living into this potential of how amazing can we make something yeah you know? it's a, this invitation from them i think yeah i love it um i think an important thing we should also say that you actually said to me is the factor that you and i can't know going into these kind of conversations is the exact person yeah so yep. so we don't know the exact personalities and the depth of their oneness yep. or their what their health level is or what they love so yeah. These are just like some of the best ideas for a stereotypical one, maybe. That's why I think the approach, the deeper dive here, just having the intentionality is is what it's about and not so much the gift. But Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ones. Anything else about ones or is that it? Is that your one? one... I love ones. They're some (laughs) of my favorite people. Do you know I have a really short list of ones in my life. I don't have a lot of ones. Hmm. We need to fix that. I know. As a one would say. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of potential there, Annie. Let's find some more ones. Um, Okay, twosies. Um, yeah, twos. So, you know, the, the common name for them is is the helper. Mm-hmm. They are so amazing at helping. They sense the needs and wants and desires of other people so so naturally. And 
they lean in so hard and can help you. And they're, they're amazing givers and, and yeah. lovers. And um, there's a fam- family member uh, that I have that's a two. And so my wife, this house that's clean is so important. And so the two senses this from my wife. And mm. so there was an example. This, okay, this has happened a handful of times where I go and get a glass out of the, the cupboard and take a drink of water. And I set it down, turn around to get something out of the fridge. I turn back around. The glass has already been cleaned and put away. Okay. Just you know, to be, just because the two is being helpful to the yeah, one. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's kind. I have a proper two in my family too. One of my sisters is a two, and when other people tell me they're twos, I have a theory about Christian women sometimes mistyping as two because culture has sure. told us to be that. Totally. So sometimes when women tell me that, I'm like, I'm not sure. You don't look anything like my sister. My yeah. sister is such a really good two that sometimes I'm like, ah, I think you may be wrong because when. When you meet a real two, they're really, a t- I mean, they're like so helper oriented and so um, selfless and on their best days are just the best people to be around. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm with you. I totally agree. I love them. Yeah. Okay. So keep, <laughs> keep telling me about twos. So I think, you know, this is kind of speaking to the stereotype, but give them anything that they can re-gift. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anything that they go, I know exactly who would want this. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, Seth. <laughs> Um, but you know, a little, a little, little more seriously, like maybe charity related gifts, you know? Oh, um, sure. Yeah. Or, you know, for something a little bit more personal and meaningful plan a fun activity, you know, that you can do with them. Like yeah. re- relational is everything. To yeah. Them. Like something I've wondered is if love languages tie in with Enneagram numbers in a I've, certain way. I've looked at that a little bit. It was a while ago. So I don't remember, but I think it's somewhat accurate. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I wonder if, like, acts of service go really strong with ones yeah. and quality time goes really strong with two. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've just been thinking about it a little yeah. bit, too. I don't don't anybody quote either of us on that. <laughs> We're just thinking in a quiet room by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, my sister Sally historically gives coupons at Christmas hmm. to time with her or to oh, things. Yeah. Like, she did it when she's a kid. She does it. In, hmm. And she never did it in a I am trying to be cheap. She always did it in like a genuinely, I'm going to give you a back rub. Genuinely, yeah. we're going to go to the movies. Gen, you know, like I'll go golfing with you for my dad. Yeah. She's always given coupons. And I bet that's her tunis coming totally. out. Absolutely. <gasps> yeah. We should have been giving our coupons back. <laughs> yes. She was asking for coupons all along. Exactly. That's the thing is we give what we what we want and what we need. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, go yeah, deeper. Uh the deeper thing for the two, yeah. One thing that people might not know about a two is that you know, sometimes they can tend to believe that in order for them to be loved, that they always have to be meeting the needs of others. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they have to always be giving something in order to get or receive love. Yeah. And then this, you know, this leaves them out of touch with their own wants and needs. And, you know, the longer they do this, the more they're moving into resentment sure. um, for the fact that people don't really reciprocate to the standard of their giving. Right. Which right. is always really tricky. But Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so how do we help that? Yeah. Uh, so, again, this will look a little bit different for the two in your life, but um, knowing that twos often forget themselves in the pursuit of to help others, uh, one way to help them move towards health, I think, could be about, you know, helping them draw out and uncover what some of their own wants and needs are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then whatever, whenever you figure out what those things are, doing them with them, because, again, they're relational. Right. But something like a, a spa day or something that just helps them attend to themselves. Right. You know? But maybe get to be with you too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Seth, that's brilliant. Being with them, but also time alone is really important. Like ah, okay. Like we won't, we probably won't get into 
this is too far and all this stuff is too we we can't get too deep here with the with the lines of connection and and whatnot but it, oh know, we they, will in the future okay you're cool. our guy so you're stuck <laughs> with us we'll get there in the future but they move to the four space and just instinctively in in secure situations which is more withdrawing oh yeah, yeah. oh okay yeah and thinking about their own what, what it is they, that they need i mean that's kind of what all this is about moving yeah. to the yeah the space that's the healthiest version of you yeah yeah okay twos i feel good about that yeah Hey, friends, I just wanted to pop in real quick and let you know about something that's really important to me. You probably, like me, are looking to be taken care of well with your health insurance and make sure that is handled well. And so I am using Samaritan Ministries. That's SamaritanMinistries.org. They are believers in Jesus that are committed to sending financial gifts every month directly to the assigned member with a medical need, but it's more than just money and physical healing when there's a need. The Samaritan members pray for one another and for all the aspects of the members' needs and encourage one another by sending notes and cards, which I think is just super cool. Every month, there's more than 70,000 households that give to other members with a qualified medical need through Samaritan Ministries International, and it's one of the leading healthcare sharing ministries in America. So currently, Samaritan members give a monthly share starting at $100, depending on the age or household size, but members have never shared more than $495 a month for a family of any size, which I think is really, really reasonable. And it's just as significant to me that you get to send notes and cards and pray for the other people that are also using Samaritan Ministries. So if you are looking for coverage for yourself as a single person like me, whether you're self-employed or whether you're just looking for better coverage, I would really encourage you to check out SamaritanMinistries.org. Okay, threes. Yeah. You know how I feel about threes. But listen, every time (laughs) I talk about threes on the podcast, threes tweet me or Instagram me and get so worked (laughs) up. They're like, I'm a great three. You would love me. So I'm coming around to it. Yeah. You're talking about like their identity that they want to look good. I know. know, The one group. I know. So you can't do that. I know. Threes, I love you. I really do. Just tell me the truth. Just just always tell me the truth and don't be hiding anything and we'll be fine. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So describe threes a little bit in a kinder way than I do. Yeah. So, you know, threes are, they're called the achiever. You know, they're success-oriented. They're always on the move, trying to gain things that add to their, you know, sometimes it's a proje- projection of who they are mm-hmm. uh, that's like a highlight reel of, the, of their life. Yeah. Um, they're trying to, you know, gain um, respect and admiration from people. They kind of look at you to know what to become. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is probably why it's so hard for them that I don't publicly love them mm. <laughs> because I'm just one of the people there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, threes. I'm yeah. on your team. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think uh, just some funny gifts here. Uh, it could be, you know, name brand anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well done. Or <laughs> backstage passes to, to <gasps> sure. something. Sure. Or... Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking of one of my best pals, Matthew, in Texas. And yes, a thousand percent <laughs> name brand backstage for yeah. sure. Or like access to Bono's contact list. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Seth, you're brilliant. Okay. Any of that stuff. Yeah, really anything to make it possible for them to get more done in a day, you know, like time-saving gadgets or uh, tech devices that, say that help with multitasking. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, just productivity, you know, okay. results, what can yeah. help me make more. And, yeah. And workout things, gym. Oh, yeah, I mean, competitive thing <laughs> yeah. is a big deal, too, yeah. for threes, yeah. Yeah. Okay, deeper dive. Help me. Let's do it. Make me compassionate. More, more <laughs> compassionate. 
towards yeah. threes. Yeah, I think this is I think this is good for threes. Uh, so one thing that people might not know about a three is that they can tend to believe that who they are is defined by what they do. Yeah. Um, they can think that love is more about what you do than who you are. And they really can't imagine that we could love them for what's inside without all the external stuff, right. you know, the achievements. So doing is rewarded uh, is what they learn, and simply being isn't. Mm-hmm. So they are in motion a great deal of the time. Yeah. Um, so giving to help them move toward health could be about getting them something that names the ways that you think who they are has worth outside of what they do. Okay. Um, something that helps them slow down and kind of engage in just simply being, you know? And this maybe could look as simple as just acknowledging the attributes of their character that you love about them that had nothing to do with achievements or productivity or results, uh, okay. you know? Just, okay. you know, this could be an amazing card that names all these things that are outside of productivity. Um, but maybe something about um, that you can do together that has no value um, other than the act of doing it. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Um, yes, give me some examples. Not like putt-putt. Putt-putt is has a winner and a loser. Yeah, I mean, just like something money can't buy, you know? Okay, like seeing a sunrise. Yeah, like maybe a, a nature hike. Doing okay. something out in, in nature is really, really, coupons. really good. Coupons. This is yeah. the two numbers that could use coupons. Totally, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, dinner to a nice restaurant they've never been to is, mm-hmm. is a, maybe a good thing. I think okay. threes sometimes like familiarity. Okay. But yeah. Because they don't want to order the wrong thing on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's great for threes. You're going to lead me towards compassion for threes. Mm. We're getting there. You're right. Because if they, if the, if the concern is, is anyone going to love me? Yeah. If I am not performing, is really I am compassionate towards that. Yeah. You're fixing me. Well done. Well done. That's why I brought you here. So. Okay, fours. Cool fours. Um, you know, sometimes they call them the romantic uh, individualist, which I like. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So fours. Um, you know, they tend to sort of believe that they there is something inherently missing about them that everybody else seems to have. Um, I'll get in, more into that with the, the deeper dive. But, you know, they, they kind of want to stand out and be special and, and unique. And, yeah. Um, Snowflakes. I love them. Yeah. yeah. They are sort of the the expression of how we're all unique, you know, how mm-hmm. we're all connected mm-hmm. to uniqueness of what it means to be, you know, created in the image of, of God, you know. Yeah. Fours teach me great things about being okay with being sad. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Our buddy Josh Donahue, he just tells me a lot, you can feel sad about that. That's sad, you know? <laughs> yeah. It just pushes me towards sadness in a in a healthy way, Yeah, for, especially for a seven. And that's all about authenticity. That's mm-hmm. what that is for them, you know? Mm-hmm. How authentic are you if you never experience all of life, all yeah. of the emotions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what should we get for us? Eeyore pillows, <laughs> tissues. Yeah, you should you should contribute some more of these fun gifts. To no, 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 you're doing it. I'm just being good. dumb. Eeyore pillows. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I think something obviously special and unique, one of a kind, mm-hmm. something that you know they notice that you were thinking about. Them. Does it have to be handmade? Is it is that a, uh, a level? I, for I definitely think that's something that that could uh, okay. be beneficial. Okay. Um, but you know, maybe giving to the stereotype could be like. Uh, Getting him like a, a bison bound, <laughs> bison bound journal that's made on top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, I'm just letting you go with that. Yeah, I want to see I, where I'm just going. trying to go extreme as I can. Yeah, but like you know, just calligraphy brushes that are made by monks that only come out once sure. a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of it's really about giving to help. Like a them rare e- bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving to help them experience meaning and depth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Giving, giving them a meaningful experience. Okay. Yeah. Something that says, I didn't just go into Target and find the thing that I thought was most like you. I 
thought what was most like you, and then I went and found that. Yeah, totally. Okay. okay. Yep. Okay, deeper dive me on fours. Deeper dive. All right. So one thing that people might not know about a four is that since they're often, like I said earlier, looking outside of themselves for something they feel is inherently missing, uh, this leads them to having a, a, a pretty often a constant comparing mind mm. in which they rarely themselves actually are measuring up. Oh, bless. Um, and so, you know, sometimes this means that the four can hold themselves back and not do something for fear of it not being as great or unique enough. Or, oh, gosh, that's so sad, And then it'll Seth. be rejected. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fear for, oh, for them. Pitiful deep dive. I'm sad <laughs> to hear that about fours. Oh, okay, I'm feeling the sadness of a four. You've done it. Well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do we do to counteract that? How do we step into that with them? Yeah, well, so f- since fours have uh, a fear of kind of being abandoned and seen as ordinary, giving to help them move toward health could be about figuring out what it is in their lives that um, is sort of the way that they truly express themselves and feel, th- you know, heard and known. Uh huh. Um, and help them kind of live into that and, and give that part of themselves to the world, you know, because they hold things back for fear of it being rejected and not being unique right. enough, you know. Um, so if they're artistic, kind of calling that out and, and supporting them towards that. Right. I mean, this is form. this is why a lot of fours um, are artistic mm-hmm. is because their inner world is so complex. Art is the only way they can say something without oh, saying it sure. because it's so complex. That's what the best Bless. art does, saying something without saying it. Yeah. And that's that's one of the biggest reasons that fours are artistic because that's how they that's, that's the how they get they it out. Get that's it how out. they express themselves. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's so tender. Do you have a lot of four <laughs> friends? I actually some fours are some of my like like I said about ones, fours are some of my favorite people too. Yeah. Definitely. Um two or three people are some of my best friends in the world that are fours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, fives. Yeah. Fives. Let's talk about them. All right. So, you know, they're called um, the observer mm-hmm. or the investigator. Fives, um, there's sort of an unconscious need for each type. Uh, for fives, it's to perceive and sort of kind of uh, like have all of the possible information about something. You mean something. each type needs something? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I thought you meant there's like what we need from fives. Oh, yeah, yeah. But so, there is something we need from fives, but now I'm understanding yes. what you're saying. Yeah, so information is, is everything for them. You know, the more that you know, the better. Yeah. Um, that, that's power for them. Okay. And it, they can tend to not really feel competent enough to engage in the world until they know all of something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big deal for fives. Um, so, you know, they are often in the profession of, like, the professor or whatever. You right. Know? That just tends to happen sometimes. Just squirrel up all that knowledge mm-hmm. and share it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the gift could be obviously like books. Books. On, libraries. On their favorite obsession. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, libraries. Yeah. I think most fives I know have libraries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friend Seth, who is a five, said I was asking him about gifts for fives, and he said anything that is something they don't have to keep because fives don't like stuff. So he was like giving a record. You can give a record if they have record players or music or words, yeah. or something that it does not take up, does not clutter their home, yeah. but adds knowledge and information to them. Yeah, that the cluttering thing is about, um, you know, ener- their depletion of energy and, and yeah. spending too much mind, or just their focus on those things, you know. So actually, another gift maybe could be about, um, they often have like a sort of a uniform, just because yeah. they don't want to spend even more um time thinking about what they need to wear in the day so yeah. you could buy we them have a another five friend one of the, who's yeah. uniformed yeah yeah you could buy them another one of their uniforms <laughs> I bet right. they'd love that and, yeah. it, which i think it's important to say because 
what we do not ask types to do is be different than who they are. For yeah. example, the wrong thing to do for a five is to make him or her wear something outside of there. Look, I got you. You love to wear red. I got you black. Right. You only are going to, you're going to wear a hat every day. I got you a fedora. That's different, <laughs> right? Like yeah. that's not loving them as them. That's asking them to be different. Yeah. Recognizing that fives really do find safety and, and being seen and who they are and the way they want to dress is partnering in that, not totally. making them leave that. Totally. That's that's why I think this process is could could some, maybe work. It's it's sort of giving to meeting them in their in their yeah. typeness yeah. to help them see that that they are enough without doing a single thing. Yeah. You, know, you already right. are enough. I mean, the laundry of being a five has got to be the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> it's brilliant. I don't hate the idea. I like colors, but I don't hate the idea. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. deeper dive me on fives. Deeper dive. Cool. So tell me what we don't know. Yeah. One thing people might not know about a five is that. One of their uh, unconscious defense strategies is, is to to get through life by not asking much of it, all the while hoping in return others won't ask too much of them. They kind of attempt to maintain their independence by minimizing their needs. Um, and like I said, this is really just about energy conservation. So when energy levels are going down for a five, this is a big deal. Um, but usually, I think most often the, the time when, when energy levels are going down, this is because they're sort of retreating into their brain. And anytime you're disconnected from your, your body, you're losing energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think it's in returning to their bodies or attending to their physicality that they can find the ability um, to, you know, re-engage what previously maybe felt like too much. Yeah. Um, so maybe because one of their biggest defense mechanisms is retreating into their brain to try and analytically figure something out, giving to a five uh, to help them move toward health could be about re-inhabiting their physicality. Um, So maybe something like a gym membership or a bicycle Mm. or a kayak. Oh, anything that makes them active. Yes. Or or gives them the opportunity. Not makes them. We can't make people be anything. Yeah. Anything that gives them the opportunity to be active. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because it pulls them out of their cave. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Nature is a big thing for fives, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anything outdoorsy, even if they haven't necessarily adopted that, just maybe inviting them into going, what about a bicycle? What if we both had bicycles? Yep. What if, yeah. Okay. Yep. That's good. Yeah, and you could go with them as long as you don't ask too much of as them. Long, oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I think Beth McCord, your Enneagram coach on Instagram, she did a thing um, recently where she was doing just a, a thing about each, and she said fives. She said, if you're not a five, imagine that you have 10% on your phone, mm. and you don't have a cord, and you have to make it the rest of the day. Think about how you use your phone, yep. and that's how fives kind of live, especially if they've already allotted their energy for the day, that it's a little panic-inducing to be at 10% for me on my phone and not have my cord and not have a way. And so you just put your phone away because... Totally. And so we just need to... That's a really good ...believe that fives... Believe fives when they say that they're at 10% all the time and don't have a cord. Yep. So... Yep. I always have my phone plugged in. Thank you. My wife makes fun of me for it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go anywhere without a cord. So (laughs) I am not... But we both know I am not a five. Um, Okay. Sixes. Sixes. Uh, so the six is uh, often called the loyalist, or I actually really like the, the devil's advocate. That's what they're also called. But yeah. it's, you know, the sixes are um, in the, the thinking space. The, uh, they're, they're sort of the core fear type. They're the ones that are dealing with fear, sort of either in fight or flight mode. Um, the sixes are s- probably the most contradictory type because they can just look, two of them can look entirely different. So different, yeah. yeah. Sixes are squirrely to me. I can't. I can't pin them down as easy. Yeah, yeah. But it, that's about like, do I 
run and charge at fear or do I or do I run away from it, mm -hmm. you know? And so that, that'll cause a six to look different than another six. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes a six has both of that in them. So they right. just it can be weird and confusing. But, right. But yeah, you know, they, they kind of look at, they look to authority uh, most of the time to know security. Okay. Um, yeah, I heard, I think Josh Donahue, our friend, said to me one time that one, everybody is asking, are you going to love me? Mm. Except sixes are asking, are you safe? Yeah. Am I safe? Am yeah. I safe? Am I safe? And so he, when I was writing a sermon, it leaned way heavy on, are you going to love me or am I going to be loved? Hmm. And he had said, you know, like half the population is sixes, something like 40 percent of the population is sixes, right? I have heard that. I don't know if that's true. I could make sense of it, though. Our friends may have made that up, yeah. No, I, that is said a, a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, in a lot of circles, but. Yeah. Okay, so what do we give a six? Giving an alarm six. system. Yeah, I'm, uh, this <laughs> is kind of the easy one, but <laughs> I, I just had road safety kits, emergency <laughs> tool kits, totally. fire extinguishers, pepper spray, a knife. Anything, a, gun. That, a knife. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> guns? Nope. <laughs> yeah, you know, just anything that helps them feel safe. Okay. You know? uh, yeah, I think that's the, the easy thing. Oh my gosh, anything, a knife. We're just going to start giving everybody <laughs> knives with an Enneagram six number. <laughs> like, um, on the wood handle, just like a six, a big six on it, because that's going to make them feel safe. Okay, deeper dive me, though. Really tell me about sixes. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that people might not know about a six is that since security is their guiding principle, uh, they can often sort of want predictability that life can't really offer. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's... I wing six, by the way. Oh, so, you do? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I only walk on sidewalks. Do you know that about me? Have we talked Wait, about what? this? Yeah. I don't, like when I run and around my neighborhood, I, I take a path that's only sidewalks. Oh. Safety. Do you have sidewalks in your neighborhood, or do you have to drive somewhere where they are? I have them, except for one street. I can be sidewalked. Huh. I know. I wing six. Can you believe it? I sometimes have to wing eight because I run a company, but yeah. my natural wing, easier six. So all this is ringing very true for me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, give me a knife. Give me some mace. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's good. So, you know, because security is a guiding principle uh, and wanting predictability life can offer, it's hard to move toward goals when, when it seems like they're always second guessing. Mm -hmm. You know, then this plays itself out and getting stuck in worst case scenario thinking and planning. Uh, and, you know, it's difficult to move out of that because mm -hmm. you build this idea up and then it becomes true, you know, so or it's perceived as true. But yeah. But yeah. So so giving to help a six move toward health could be about helping them come to peace with all the things that, uh, you know, that are out of control or what feel out of control. So helping them trust themselves and their instincts. Okay. Um, maybe encouraging them towards spontaneity. Okay. With so them. what does that look like? Oh, my gosh. Coupons. We're going to be giving so <laughs> many coupons this Christmas. <laughs> I, I mean, that, whoever started that is brilliant. Brilliant. Because it's, it's important. It's really it good. It costs nothing financially and so much emotionally. Yeah. Right? I don't do them because a seven, that's the the emotional tax of quality time like that is hard on a person. Yeah. In my world but that's all about intentionality that's yeah. why it's such a meaningful gift yeah okay so giving so something spontaneous with sixes what would that look like gosh um you know like this, this, do this, you have sixes in your life i'm sure if you're I seth's do. real life friend and have his phone number and you're a six i need you to blow oh, him up yeah, right now i do <laughs> i do yeah i do have a, at least one i can think of off the top of my head. oh yeah so I'm now sure there's when, more, I, but... here's what's gonna happen when the when four of them text you you're gonna be like that was you <laughs> it was you i thought of <laughs> Uh, okay, so what what is it? I mean, I'm trying to think what does a spontaneous gift with a six look like on Christmas morning where you say we're both going to take gun safety classes? Yeah, something spontaneous that they maybe couldn't have planned for. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're doing it with them, 
you know, it feels a little bit safer. Yeah. So it's it, this is again meeting them. In but again, their, this in isn't pushing a six out of a plane and making them parachute if they don't want to. We're not trying yeah. to change who they are. Though this that is the other version of the six that, as they say, the counterphobic six, the ones that sure. charges at fear. Yes. They're the ones that do these crazy <laughs> yes. things. Yes. That's their way of dealing with fear. But, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. so then you really got to know your person because yeah. because if they're a six that doesn't want to jump out of a plane, don't do that. Yeah. But I mean, that, that could be the six that does wants to run right at fear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good yeah. sixes. Now to the favored number, <laughs> to the number to God's favorite number. God's favorite number. <laughs> you know this might make me cry. You're just prepared for that. You've put up with me before, but you know how I am about this stuff. Okay, go sevens. Okay, the sevens uh, usually called the enthusiast, mm-hmm. which I, I like that word. You know, they are often the life of the party, and they they like being that to a point. To a point. You know, because they have they have lots of energy, and that's an amazing gift that we all need. You know, sometimes. I walk into to work and I'm just, you know, freaked out about all this stuff I got to do. But mm-hmm. the seven, who's my boss, you know, oh. just. We got to get him on the show, don't I? Yeah. Smallbone is just the best. <laughs> I adore him. I, I think I said this to you the other day, but I've never had a better boss. Oh. That guy, that guy's amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Matt Smallbone. <laughs> Matt, best, small, best uh, <laughs> boss in the world. You need to get him world's best boss mug. That's a good idea. <laughs> He'll love it. There you go. Put something really funny in it. He'll be in. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So you're saying when you walk into work, it just, he changes the atmosphere. Yeah. There's just a yeah. lightness to him, you know, and a, and a joy and a happiness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, it just feels like we're not constrained to, to one thing. It feels like we've got all these options and let's do this. You yeah. know, it just, it's a really cool thing to have a, a boss as a seven for sure. Oh. I'm glad to hear that. I hope my employees feel the same way. <laughs> I'm not sure they do. Okay, so what are you giving me for Christmas? Uh, I I had anything that goes fast, you know, or yeah, generates probably. fun or is deliciously distracting. Mm, uh, you well know, done. Anything like that. Have you heard of these uh, these plane tickets that you can get? That it's a, they're around the world plane tickets. They're pretty expensive, and airlines do it differently. But uh-uh. basically, you've got a year to fly anywhere you want at any time you want. Oh wow. And you can, like, tomorrow I'm going, Seth, you know yeah. that would be so bad for me because you know that's how I run away. Right, right. <laughs> that would be what I buy myself <laughs> on my most unhealthy day. But I can also hear how a healthy seven who had a person going with her yeah. would just thrive at something fun like that. Yeah. To go, like, tomorrow we go to Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but just, you know, new experiences, giving, giving them something like that, you know, opens up. Oh, I can do anything, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge quality time person, but are other sevens quality time people? Because quality time isn't my thing. I can see you. I mean, we're a great example. Up until this fall, we saw each other twice a year maybe. Yeah. But it always was like, ah, you know, <laughs> like I'm just not a quality time person. And so is that a seventy thing or more people quality time like mm-hmm. twos? That's an interesting question. I mean, I, you know, there's the, there's the subtypes. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um, we're going to. Yeah, I mean that's I, deep, deep dive that yeah. we're gonna do a whole show on. Yeah, I mean I would wonder if maybe the the one to one seven isn't a little bit more. Thank you into for that. calling it that. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you labeling that way since you don't not you know I don't like it. Um, okay, so so anything fun and fast sevens yes. would like. Yes. And anything, but I also think there's a difference between adventurous and fun. I'm not hmm. massively adventurous. Okay. I don't want to go to a top of a mountain. I don't want you to. I don't want to be unsafe. It's my six. I don't want to be unsafe, yeah. but I want to have fun. Yeah. So okay. So deeper dive on sevens. Tell us cool. what a lot of people don't know about us. Yep. <laughs> they, all my people know I run from pain, so that's not going to surprise <laughs> any of our listeners. 
Oh, that's good. The long, the more you practice telling people what you're uncomfortable with, the easier it gets to de- dealing with it. I and think. the less people let me do it. Yeah. Because the healthier, you're the healthier I get. Into sharing that. With yeah, me. that's yeah. right. The healthier I get, the less I run. So that's good. Well, thanks. That's really good. Don't let me run. <laughs> uh, so one thing that um, people might not know about a seven is that one of their temptations is the tendency to become dissatisfied with whatever they're doing or currently experiencing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the grass is always greener somewhere else. And so they begin to look forward to the future as if sort of another event or activity will be the solution to their problems. So thinking then becomes anticipating, and they don't stay with anything long enough to to either experience it deeply or to get any real satisfaction from it. Mm, mm, mm. So I've heard that could be true. (laughs) (laughs) That might might be it. That may ring true for some people that I am. Oh, that's good. So um, giving to a seven, uh, you know, helping them move towards health could be about getting them something that keeps them present to yeah. the moment, right? Yeah. And maybe, like you were just saying, maybe this means that you help them stay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big thing, actually. But, um, you know, this could be something practical like a watch that has pre-programmed alarms in it that say every hour be here. Oh, wow. You know, I, I think that's a that could be a practical thing. Yeah. Or a mindfulness app or, mm-hmm. or um, I don't know, something... You know, it feels a bit counterintuitive. That's sort of what all these are is giving to what doesn't feel or come natural. Yeah. So, like, giving them, like, a retreat to Thomas Merton's, his uh, monastery up in, yes. you know, a silent retreat. Yes. Listen, we, we don't have time to talk about me going on a silent <laughs> retreat, but yes. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, for me also, in that same category is things like tickets to a sporting event. If you take me to a sporting event, I am going to be in that with you and I'm going to yeah. be all in that with you. Yeah. And that's something we're doing and something we're experiencing. So I'm having fun, but I'm not wanting to be anywhere else. Hmm. Right. So any kind that's of event, good. a concert, a movie, a retreat, anything yeah. like that is really good because it pulls me to be all fully where I am. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Yeah, and I think it, it's not just a random gift that opens you up to all the possibilities. I think it's exactly what you just said, something that it, it's meaningful to you yeah. because it'll help you keep and stay there. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Okay. Do you think sevens that's are good. awesome? I do. Great. <laughs> Absolutely. Super. They're you super... want to be friends with seven for like your whole life? Oh, all okay. forever and ever and okay, ever. Okay, great. great. That's <laughs> all I wanted to hear. That's what this whole podcast is about. Great. Okay, let's talk about eights because oh, they're yeah. the bosses and they've been waiting patiently <laughs> or not patiently. Uh, yeah, so the eight is, you know, called the challenger. Um, eights, intensity is a big thing for them. Control is a big thing for them. They sort of fear betrayal um, from, from people. Yeah. They're um, so loyal. The eights in my life are the loyalists. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They're the ones known for defending mm-hmm. the underdog and standing mm-hmm. up for injustice. I'll get a little bit into that with a deeper dive, but, you know, they, vulnerability is a tricky thing for them. But they defend the vulnerability of other people. Yeah. And, and that, forget that, their yeah, own. Yeah, that's really interesting. But, yeah, eights are powerful. They're strong. Um, you know, you want to have them on your team. No kidding. You know, they'll, they'll get things done. Yeah. You know, I love eights. I do, too. I, love I really them. do. High energy a lot of the time, too. I just feel so protected yeah, when I'm with absolutely. an eight. I just think my buddy David Hodges is an eight. And I think when I'm with David, and one of my best friends, Connor, is an eight. And I, when I'm with either of them, I think, 
my six wing. I don't have to be in charge right now. Mm. I don't have to take care of myself. Yeah. There's someone here who is far more in control than me. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, good. so what do we give them for Christmas? What do we give an eight? Um, Taekwondo I, lessons. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <gasps> I, had, ah! I had boxing lessons. Martial arts and yeah. boxing. I love it. Yeah, or, or tickets to a boxing fight. You know, okay. Something that's like... Something that is intense to, to watch that feels like, oh, this is, I'm I'm in this. You eights know, this love, like, me. movies like that? Like, yeah. fighty movies? A lot of eights I know, like, either listen to or, or are in heavy metal bands. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, Seth, let's do a whole episode on the music <laughs> that the types listen to. <laughs> oh, my God, how great would that be? Okay, That'd we're just gonna, here's our list. That'd we're just really making a list of all of our future. Like, we're just going to start a new podcast. Annie asks <laughs> Seth about Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. Annie asks Seth about Enneagram. That's what's going to happen. Okay, so, so what, they listen to you, metal. What would you do for a seven? Music? Music? Yeah. Well, I think it depends on if we're in pain or not, right? <laughs> sure. But it's you. I mean, pop, pop music, fun, country music, summer country music that's yeah. that's fun and is about light things. Hmm. Right. Not all the I mean, people are very complex. So yeah, if totally. sevens are not all the time fun. Right. But right. more than likely, I'm going to want to listen to pop music, to country music. That's fun to stuff that's upbeat yeah. and something that resembles you, the majority of who you often are. Yeah. 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 That, that yeah. when you enter the room, you're it puts you at rest. Totally. But it, it makes you feel peaceful and happy. Not like, man, I should be thinking about this. <laughs> I like that music sometimes, but not. Yeah. It's not what you play all the time. Yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. I, I think it'd be jazz for, for a me. for a nine. Maybe for oh, nine. for sure. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to do this podcast. Okay, keep going. We're doing it. We're doing it. That's the next one. Okay, keep going. So eight. So we're going to get them something that is a little more intense. I mean, I feel like, would they like fast things too, like sevens? That's a good question. I don't I don't know if they would like fast things. Um, you know, eights are in the, the gut space. And so. Oh, like, yeah. And they start the new triad. Like, yeah. So like standing in my, in my space. In your power stance. Yeah, that, was your, stance that was your move you when you walked in. <laughs> you were doing, are you an eight wing or are you a one wing? No, I'm, I have a one wing. Okay. I mean, I've been learning to access the eight space, sure. but because that's really helpful, you know, and standing up for myself. Yeah. So that's a big thing for a nine is standing up for yourself. Okay. So. Okay. Deeper dive me yeah. on eights, and then we'll then we'll get to you. Cool. You're very nice to make yourself last. <laughs> so one thing that people might not know about an eight is that they can, you know, it can be hard for them to trust people because of their fear of betrayal. Oh wow. And so control is really important to them, which means vulnerability. Like I said earlier, doesn't come easy. Giving to an eight to help them move toward health could be about reengaging their innocence. Oh, wow. Um, you know, the softness on the inside of them that they often don't want other people to see. So I think this could be about making yourself a safe place and reassuring an eight that you are with them and on their team, kind of proving your commitment and your loyalty to them, you know, and finding creative ways to, to do that. You know, there's endless ways to do that if you just think hard enough about it. But I, I really do think practicing being vulnerable yourself with them opens them up to be vulnerable maybe too sure you know um so just yeah that's how connor and i work i not Mm. only because i'm a female and older but usually if i go first he'll go Hmm. right like a lot of times if i'll say i'm scared of that he'll say what he where we match on that yeah um i mean there's times where he says it first too but he you know i i notice that a lot in our friendship that Hmm. and and we often say to each other i'm on your team i'm on your team Hmm. you know that's good so that's really good he's my closest friend that's an eight and so i think about that kind of stuff. So framed pictures for eights? Yeah. Like I've heard that a lot of eights feel okay to be vulnerable, like around children or, or animals, you know? So it's the yeah. innocence speaks to innocence thing. Yeah. You know? Oh, Seth, that's brilliant. I don't, I don't You came up I, with it. I, you I thought think it I might have. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah. Cause I, I do think give your eight a puppy, give your eight a puppy. Yeah. 
Okay. Great. <laughs> That's going to be the title well, of this now, episode. Now we're going to be in trouble for all these apes getting dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me about uh, you. Tell me about nines. Yeah. Is it hard for a nine to talk about nines? Uh, I mean, I'm just, for the fact that I'm just relaying information about a nine, I'm not actually talking about myself. Sure. It's easier. Okay. We'll just pretend like that's true. <laughs> we'll pretend like you're not actually talking about yourself. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So the, the nine is, is usually called the peacemaker mm-hmm. because we're very peaceful. Mm-hmm. I mean, people can just hear the difference in our voices. <laughs> yes. You are so peaceful. I feel like I could be the uh, the guy on the smooth jazz. You know, yeah. The, the guy I that's totally talking. think you could. And next up, you know, like <laughs> it just it makes sense. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I so, agree. you know, peace is everything for nines. Um even especially when they're unhealthy, you know, nines will sort of avoid reality uh, to keep their own inner peace, mm. which then isn't actually peace, you know. But they want everything to be in harmony and at peace and, and sort of avoid conflict. Um, and, yeah, one interesting thing about them, I think, is that, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of like elephants, that it, it takes it takes a while to get up and start moving. But once they're going, they can go for a long time. And, and oh, okay. they're really chugging ahead but once they stop good luck getting them going again yeah 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 Yeah. what do you is that mean in an emotional way or do you mean in a workforce way or do you mean like i I think it's actually about anything that i don't want to do okay (laughs) like it it might take me a a little bit to get started on on like emails okay but i can spend a whole after i can spend a whole day on emails once i got it once you get get going going got it it. okay okay yeah okay so what do we give you for christmas what would you like um (laughs) I had smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had a, a recommendation letter for an internship at the UN. Okay. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well yeah, done. <laughs> you know, peacekeeping. 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 Do you know our friend Jason's quote about peacemakers? Uh, about what he says about how they, um, God calls them his children because they are without tribe. If you're oh. actually a peacemaker, you can't be in a tribe. And so that's why God said in Matthew that hmm. blessed are the peacemakers for they'll be called, called children of God. Yeah. That God claims us. If you're a peacemaker, hmm. God claims you because a tribe won't. Because wow. you're about more about peace than about tribal living. Wow. I think that's pretty smart. That's really good. So you, But you can you know, also work at the UN so, <laughs> as a peacemaker and try to make peace amongst tribes. Yeah. So, okay, a, a letter to the UN. Okay, what else? <laughs> what else? Um. I, so I did some ask it around. Uh, did you? You did a little research. Yeah, because okay. I, I thought this was true of me, but I wanted to see if it was true of all the other nines okay. I know. Um, do you have I, a lot of nines in your life? Um, I think I do, actually. Yeah, I wonder if nines are drawn to nines and sevens are drawn to sevens. or Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, you're, and... you're keeping the peace, so that's what I want to be around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I love how much nines love sevens in general, really. Oh, yeah. Nines put up with us just about better than anybody else. Yeah. Because y'all just kind of go, y'all are funny. <laughs> y'all are funny people. You know, like, y'all just kind of let sevens be sevens. I'm the, probably the biggest chunk of my best friends are nines. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would wonder, like, what exactly that is. Is it just because you feel like you can really go out and be you and you're going to be accepted? I think so. Yeah. I think nines make me feel really accepted, yeah. Yeah. Because they just kind of, like, smile. Yeah. And, and, but I don't question what's going on in your head. There's another number, threes, that when they smile, I go like, you think I'm an idiot and I'm so annoyed and I'm out of here. But nines are peaceful. Yeah. And caring. So, yeah. So the, the, okay, so the research around, I yes. did, yeah, was, so I, I've kind of gone throughout life where I've, I've got one extreme thing I give myself over to. Uh-huh. Like, 
I was so into video games, you know, and so you could buy me a video game and I would be the happiest person in the world. How, like, it, how long ago were you so into video games? Oh, th I mean, this is this is middle school. Okay, I was about to say, because you got married. Did you and Sarah <laughs> play, like, Mario Kart, which would be fine. No, I'd no, be into that. No, I don't even think I know how to do any of that stuff anymore. Okay. But it's been a long time. Okay. But uh, I would drop something that was everything to me and move on to the next thing and throw all of my stuff at that. And so okay. then it was baseball cards. Okay. And then I don't care about those anymore and that okay. then it moved into I don't know but now it's now it's on books okay yes so it is. so I've I think I've discovered that nines collect things okay so kind of find so catch out catch them in their collection yeah find yeah. out what it is that they collect and add to that and it'll okay. be the happiest person in the world okay like, and that should be pretty easy to look at a nine's life if you know a nine pretty well and go like I I mean I don't know you we're not the very best friends you talk every day but I'd have known to give you a book yeah I mean, yeah, I think honestly, you look on their Instagram and you'll probably see what, what it is love. that they have amassed the most of, you yeah, know, and yeah. give to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Deeper dive me on nines. What do we not know about them? Oh, boy. <laughs> what do I not know, Seth? <laughs> Teach me. Uh, all this is, you know, a bit. My friend Betsy that's here stuff. with us is a nine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I knew I felt the you energy. You felt the connection. Yeah, the yeah. connection. Yeah. Y'all both quietly smiled at each other and were like, we're both nines. I know it. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> So one thing that uh, people might not know about Anon is they often really don't know what they want because they spend so much of the time making sure that they're accommodating what everyone else yeah. wants. Um, so they say yes when they mean no. Mm -hmm. Is that what you did on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I think I might do that most days. Say yes when I you say mean yes no. when I mean no a wow, lot of days. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. The closer you feel to someone, the more you say no? Well, it's not even a distinct no. It's a passive-aggressive, like, question that I'm making a statement with. Okay. Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. All the nines know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the nines are like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. <laughs> yeah. So they, you know, they go along to get along. So um, giving to help a nine move toward health could be about helping them find their voice. Okay. I don't know. Like, knowing necessarily what you what you want doesn't mean you're just going to rock the boat, you know. But yeah. that's, that's the fear of nines. If I... If I have an opinion, if I stand on something too too hard, that's going to cause conflict and disconnection. So, you know, this might be this might be a little dumb. I don't know, but you know, giving is always informed by the context of your relationship. But um, maybe something like anything that helps them wake up and become like their fullest mm -hmm. version of themselves. Like mm -hmm. honestly, like boxing gloves and a punching bag. You know, something that helps me wake up and get up and get out okay. there and hit something okay. honestly you know i mean so anything that makes a nine feel strong uh yeah okay. uh, yeah that's that's a that's a good way to say it i okay. think yeah that's interesting because uh, I, I i liked hearing that cause that's, okay. that's what i want to do yeah okay huh that's good <laughs> <laughs> good job annie <laughs> Thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just anything that sort of forces their actual opinion about something to the surface. Mm. You know, this is, again, the little coupons, but... I know. cannot believe how many people are getting coupons this year. <laughs> so much quality time. But, yeah, just doing something with them, with you, with a nine, that says, I think you're strong. Yeah. And I want to help you feel strong. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of this, all this stuff is tied to, you've probably heard about, like, the the lost childhood messages and stuff mm -hmm, like that, that... Mm -hmm. that Every type kind of takes on in, in childhood. For the nine, it's that your your presence matters. They don't yeah. know that. And so yeah. they take that on, you know. So a lot of that even informs why I, when I walk into a room, I don't want to be noticed. Mm. You know? 
that's how you truly feel still. Oh, you, yeah. want, you really don't want to be noticed because you I mean, don't think your presence matters anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously... I'm going to start the... screaming that your presence matters every time you walk in a room. <laughs> Seth, your presence matters in here. Come here. <laughs> you would hate that. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the average unhealthy space. But, you know, that's being able to walk into a room and be comfortable with being noticed is, mm-hmm. a, is a healthy nine, mm-hmm. you know. So okay. go ahead and do that because I want to be healthy. Okay, okay. Yeah. You tell me don't run from pain and I'll tell you we need you yes. in a space. Yes. When you see call me start running from me. pain. Yes. yes, call attention to my me running <laughs> and I'll call attention to you entering a room. Um, okay, we did uh, it. That was great. Yeah. I feel like I'm really equipped to give gifts mm. to people. I hope so, yeah. That was really, I mean, thank you for thinking through that so deeply. I tried. I mean, it took me a while I'm to get sorry. there. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was fun, really. It was really it was good. It's kind of fun to you get to get all the pieces together and see how there's a bit of a formula yeah. coming, coming together, you know? So so my concern for you is that people are going to tweet at you and ask, I have a seven. Can I get them this? Is that going to be a problem for you? <laughs> no, I love that. I okay. mean, so that's like when I do get noticed, especially from a, a space like Twitter, like that's not calling me out and making me seen. That's like a way of, oh, you do you think my presence matters uh-huh. by asking me a question that I know information okay. about. Okay, everybody, so you hear go it. For it. As you're shopping that's over good. the next couple of weeks, <laughs> at Seth Abram Music is available to you. We'll link you in the show notes for real and cool. so that people can find you. Cool. And the other thing I want people to tell us when they listen is I want them to tell us what else they want to know about it. What's another topic they want us to hit besides music? Oh, yeah. I think we should. And then we can kind of collect up what people want to know about Enneagram types mm. topically. Yeah. Because they're not going to say something that I'm not going to think is interesting right. around Enneagram. Right. That <laughs> Am I going to start paying you to do this? <laughs> What'd you say? That sounds what? <laughs> that sounds fun. Oh, the name of the podcast. It happened. <laughs> Inevitably. I knew it was going to happen. And we didn't have a choice. Yeah. I did uh, not do that. You didn't tell me to do it. No, I, just, I didn't. It happened because it's true. That's <laughs> It's true. That is like the sentence of my life. <laughs> that is how it happened. <laughs> Seth, here's the last question we always ask people. What sounds fun to you right now? Oh, my. What sounds fun to me right now? You know, I, I only ate two chicken nuggets. So oh, out of 10 that I had. Are they just in the car? Yeah. Seth. So I think what sounds fun is getting lunch and probably not eating the nuggets that have been sitting in my car for a while. Why did you not just bring them in and eat? We could have done this <laughs> while you were eating. I don't know. Bless your heart. <laughs> Uh, your your hunger matters here. Uh, you could have eaten. Thank you. Thank <laughs> so you. So sad you didn't eat. Now everyone's gonna send you nuggets and <laughs> their questions. <laughs> Bless your heart. My tummy matters. Yeah. Oh my gosh, your tummy matters to us. <laughs> um, thanks again uh, for being on the show. Oh, absolutely, it's a pleasure. You're thank brilliant. you for the invitation. Oh my gosh, really, I'm so grateful for the work you put in. Mm to helping me understand myself better and friends that I love and understand themselves better and help me to understand people that I love. So I am really, really grateful and I think we'll give much more thoughtful Christmas gifts. Well done. Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Friends, did I not tell you? Isn't he so smart? I know. I knew you'd love it. And I love that he accidentally said that that sounds fun, which is just a dream. It's all my dreams come true. Hey, as promised, if you have questions for Seth about the Enneagram or about Enneagram Christmas gifts, or really if you just need help picking out gifts for your friends, just tweet at him. He is Seth Abram Music. We'll link to him in the show notes. But he is Seth Abram Music. You can head to my Twitter and I'll link to him as well so that you'll be able to find him. But any questions you have, 
feel free, he said. So we're doing it. And listen, this is a great episode to share with your friends, especially friends who are learning Enneagram or loving Enneagram. This is a great episode to share. We also have a couple of months back, we have an episode with Beth McCord, just kind of on the basics of Enneagram, if you want to listen to that one as well. Hey, make sure you shoot Seth a tweet or Instagram and tell him thanks for being on the show and thanks for all that hard work and all his wisdom. I'm grateful to be friends with men like Seth, so he's a good dude. Hey, if you want a copy of 100 Days to Brave, signed, autographed for your friends for Christmas, you can do that. I can do that. We can do that. So go to my website, anniefdowns.com slash blog. Go to the blog and look for the post about signed book plates. If you buy a copy of the book from Barnes & Noble, we can sign them for you. So we will do that. So I just want to make sure you knew that was an opportunity if you wanted to get an autographed copy of that. Hey, and if you get a chance and can review and rate the podcast, that would mean a ton as you're sharing it with your people. And it just helps so much the more reviews we have. So I would love it if you got a chance to do that. If you need to find me, you know how this goes. I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs across the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you need me. I am Annie F. Downs, and the website is AnnieFDowns.com. So we have two more weeks of our Christmas party. More surprises for you. Like the Hallmark episode, you never know what I'm going to come up with at parties, you guys. I'm an Enneagram 7. I love most of the time to throw parties. So get ready. We are not done yet. Next week, our friend John McLaughlin will be on the show. You're going to absolutely love him. It's like we kind of like walk over to the piano and talk to our friend who's been playing the whole time. So that is next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And just like Seth, just like me, I hope you'll go out and do something that sounds fun to you today. Merry Christmas, friends, and we will see you next week.